House. Welcome. This is episode 135. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, guys, and we're back. We're back from another win. We're slowly, slowly chugging ourselves straight through to the playoffs, hopefully. We're coming back from a win against Minnesota, 3-1. to one. David, we're still alive. Lewis? We're still alive, man. Get on that Zlatan train. Unbelievable. I, I mean, who's... Unbelievable. If, if, you're not, if you're not on it already, you're pretty late already in the game. Um, For real. But, yeah, um, yeah that's, this is true. But yeah, no, no, no. This was a game that I I, I already expected them to dominate. Um, and it happened. But I, I got to say, I was kind of upset that we let one in and we didn't have a shutout. Uh, eh, that was kind of I, I, I'm not surprised that, that I'm I, not surprised but I feel like they should have been they should have been able to hold it down because we need to become that team if we're going to actually be moving into the playoffs yeah I think I think you were more upset at the disrespect that Minnesota showed towards Latan because it got like really petty didn't it like when they oh, did you see did you see Lewis oh, come on I didn't did you see Lewis when they showed anything. the scoreboard <laughs> That was great. Come on. I love that. I laughed. Well, no, I, 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 I don't know. I think enjoyed that. No. I think Bobby got upset. I think Bobby's upset about this. I think this is what he's actually upset about. No. <laughs> I mean, they, they showed his name on the they, – they, they had to call his name, obviously. They announced the lineup. They had to say his name, but they didn't show his image on the scoreboard. They just kept – they just held on a picture of Emma Boateng. And then, and then the, the Minnesota Twitter account, as they were tweeting the game, they refused to acknowledge his name. They no, only they, they, number nine. Didn't it say? Didn't it? It said like photo not found or no image available or something yeah, on the scoreboard. But, That's what it was. Here, but here's the thing, David. You really can't be so silent when the elephant in the room is so big, you know. And no one, when no the one in the room is a yeah, or God is what he likes to say. Um, <laughs> so like, I mean, again, all those people were there for Zlatan. They weren't there for Minnesota. But I think I think that was a joke. I, I think that that was a like, oh, you know, like that was part of the banter. That was a joke. Look, everyone in the stands knew why they were there uh, in the stadium. The organization and the stadium knows why they had so many fans for that game. So it was just it was ironic and fu- it was humorously ironic that they said, we don't know who this guy is and nobody cares. We have no, you know, I thought it was funny. I thought I had a laugh when I saw that. If you really got offended by that and then yeah, and nice, you got it's, it's so a funny upset. back and forth. It's a funny yeah, back and forth. Yeah, I, I thought it was, I thought it was hilarious. I was like, that's, that's great. I love it. You know, I mean, LAFC does it. Fuck them. But, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, but different. whatever they that's do, different. yeah, whatever they do, <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> them fighting words, but uh, Minnesota does it. It's fucking hilarious. Come on, I loved it. I enjoyed it. Come on, I mean, and then and the fact that you know, as the game went on, you knew that your playoffs, uh, your playoff hopes were uh, were getting better by the minute. As you know, we go ahead and Portland goes ahead and. It was just, I mean, what a perfect storm that the Galaxy have been in in the past five games. When the final five games started, we were at 8% to make the playoffs. 8% and we fucking did it. Well, we have one more game left. But the fact that that we're still in the running on decision day that we hold our own destiny. We're not dependent on another result. If you win... Against Houston, you are in the playoffs. That is nothing short of miraculous. But it really is. Zlatan, it really is incredible. But Zlatan 
says I shall be done, and there it is. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it, it, it's wow. I mean, absolutely wow. Well, that's that's certainly Zlatan the the it's Zlatan, the deity. It's it's Zlatan. It's it's again the the loss of major weight in the team. Um, it's a lot of things, and and it's it's everybody feeling good with each other, and and it's a it's also Dominic Kinnear. I mean, it's also Dominic Kinnear being able to keep a, a locker room that is uh, happy with each other and respects each other and is working together. Um, you can see it on the pitch, you know. I mean, it's 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 fun to watch now. Um, now, yeah, because you know we're winning, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> now <yeah>. now. <laughs> Yeah, um, but let's talk about the game a little bit because honestly, the first ten minutes, the first fifteen minutes, I had such fucking anxiety because we did so much stupid shit in the first. Beginning well, of the it was game. it and was it certainly was... like not comfortable for the Galaxy. I think they did a really Minnesota did a really good job of making the Galaxy uncomfortable. They were pressing, they were forcing a lot of mistakes. They didn't let the Galaxy find any kind of rhythm at all, um, and 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 the Galaxy like they they. Really, there was there was some chances. There was a few uh, there was a, there was that ball was freaking out. Yeah, <laughs> there was there was that ball that uh, Ola Kamara gave away. Uh, oh he tried God. to do like a cross field yes, pass, yes. and it went straight to Quintero, and he went in, and, and luckily he flubbed his one, shot. It being, it being a two on one and the goalie. Oh my yeah. God. Oh, yeah, that was that was scary. That was nervy for sure. I mean, there was a lot. There was just the, a lot. I, in the I, I am. I mean, I am absolutely shocked that. I can understand why he was starting. Bobby said that he should start. Um, we had stated that, you know, you, you obviously don't want him getting hurt for the playoffs, but you need to make the playoffs first. Exactly. And this is a must-win game. You have to you have to roll the dice here. You have to go out there and take that risk because it's either you're out of the playoffs or, you know, you don't start Zlatan for, or let him go as, as long as he can. You can go back and regret that decision. What I was very surprised at is the fact that he was never subbed off. Yeah, I was surprised now, at that too. Now, you can go in there and make the argument that, look, you don't have a bench, which, by the way, is a huge handicap going into the playoffs. I mean, you you got to have a deep team in order to you know, last that season and then that final, you know, the, the playoff push. But, but the fact that Chris Pontius since our last podcast has officially been ruled out for the season, needing surgery really hurt us. And Dominic Kinnear basically said, look, I don't trust the guys on the bench. I certainly don't trust Shelvick. I certainly don't trust kitchen. Um, you know, Emma Boateng was usually my sub. Um, and he's starting now and I really can't replace him with anybody else in that particular position. Uh, Bradford Jameson was still out. You know, um, my my other defensive options are Shelvick and Siani. Uh, you know, he's basically saying I don't trust the bench players, and I that's one argument you can make. But at the risk of injuring Zlatan after being up three zero, you probably should have taken him out with like fifteen minutes left to go. And I gotta figure that Zlatan said I want to play the full ninety. No, I yeah, want to play the full night. That's kind of what There's I was no thinking. doubt. Like, that, that's how. Yeah, that's kind of what I took from it. I was like, well, if he's not being subbed out, I'm pretty sure that un- pre-game he spoke to Dominic and said, "No, I'm playing this full ninety. You know, because once we were up three zero, 
any other coach would have been like, all right, Zlatan out. Um, yeah. Then we got scored on. And then for that moment, I was like, wait, 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 wait. What's happening? <laughs> Keep him in. Uh, but still, you know, like any other coach still would have like waited at the 85th, you know, 87th, get him out um, at that point. But no, he stayed the full 90. And there was some few, there was, there was some, uh, it, really it was, testy, I mean, there were some fouls on him too. There was yeah. Some I was going to say that there are some, there are some scary moments when he went down, um, you know, holding his ankle. Um, and let's be honest, it really wasn't anything to do with the turf more than it was, uh, someone, um, you know, kicking his, yeah. his, uh, his leg or whatnot. Yeah. It was just a foul. Um, he went down, he got up. Um, you can tell, especially in the first 15 minutes, that he was being very, very cautious about his runs and how aggressive he truly was going to be. And obviously, you know, he, he's a he's a grown man. He, he knows what he can do. He knows how to, you know, take care of himself. He's not going to go, you know, balls out um, knowing full well that the turf um, is going to be very unkind to his, uh, to his legs, to his knees. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, aside from the possibility of injury, if Zlatan gets another yellow card, he's suspended for the Houston game. And yeah, that's the other. You lose him was, then. That was the other risk of keeping so, him in I mean, the I'm game not, for so long. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure if this was a Dominic Kinnear decision, or if this was Zlatan saying, "You know what? I want to prove to people that I'm not made of glass. I want to prove to people that I'm not scared of turf." And that I am, you know, I'm ready to go. I think it was at any moment's notice. I think it's, and I want to play that. I think it's less that and more. This is what I need to be a leader and control the team and to get into the next game. Keep winning, close it out, get to the next game. That's what it is. Yeah. more. I think. Well, I mean, you, you, I mean the, the, the guy has put the team on his back. There's no way that he's going to say, you know what, you guys got this. No, he's going to be at yeah. the, fr- you know, on those front lines and say, look, let's go. I don't care if this is a, a more hostile. Um, you know, surface. Let's go. I got you. Yep. Go ahead. Get on my back. That's exactly what he's what he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, but... he opened the scoring on a, a completely botched defensive play. By the way, I mean, guy was yeah. wide open for a header in front of the goal. How, how do you no leave Zlatan? How do you leave him like yeah. completely unmarked? Like the way he drifts back, it wasn't even. I felt like he tapped him sneaky. to say goodbye. He's like tap tap. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to go this way. You, you stay there. Yeah. The defender was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how it felt to me when I saw the replay. It's like, tap, tap. I'm going to step two t- steps back. Okay, got it. It was, goal. Was, <laughs> was smart, though, because he made a little move. He made a little move to kind of like look like he was going to make a run toward toward the goal. And at that point, if, uh, if the cross would have come in, he would have been offside. But then he kind of drifts back a little bit. And then the ball is ahead of him. And then the, that's when the cross comes in. So yeah. smart. Smart on Zlatan's part, but just terrible defending on yeah, on smart on Zlatan, also, but also a lot of good work on the wing by our guys. It was Fletcher, Felcher, whatever that. Uh, Fletcher, yeah. yeah, it was, and then all of a sudden before it was, that, right? Because there was there was it a, was there was a battle. No, it was there was a battle between. It was legit. It it was legit to Felcher. Legit to Felcher, which led to the first goal, and then legit to Cole, which led to Kamara's goal. Yeah. And then the third one was, I think, legit to Zlatan, and then Zlatan to Alessandrini, who which was one time said, "Who?" Well, hold uh, on. The, the I gotta I gotta say that at least with the galaxies with the galaxies first goal, Zlat, the Zlatan goal, um, the galaxy didn't have very many chances going up, uh, you know, up, up until that point. But I think that that completely shifted the momentum. Of the game, like once that goal went in, there was no question as to what was going to happen. 
Well, it was a span of a few minutes where we had full total domination. After that, we kind of did falter a bit. That's why we, we didn't dominate the rest of the game, because I feel like we could have dominated the rest of the game if we played a little bit better. Um, but, um, no, I mean, overall, like, I remember I, I texted you guys. I'm like, all right, we're good. Like, right after the third, I'm like, we're good. Because you could, tell, well, yeah, you could the- tell the momentum was there and everything. Yeah. We kind of fell back a little bit, I think, after, after for a few minutes, um, which disappointed me. Again, we should have came out of this with a shutout. Uh, but overall, you know, good work. Uh, but yeah, that, those, those goals were really nice. All of them. Yeah. And the, and the Kamara and Al- Alessandrini goals came almost back to back, like within yeah, minutes. what two minutes of each minutes. other. That's what like, I'm le- like a, like, like, like less than a minute yeah. and a half. Yeah. I think it was, uh, I mean, b- before, I mean, I think we were done tweeting and we're so celebrating and all of a sudden, you know, we see the the Zlatan pass, and then Alzheimer come out of nowhere, and, and and you know, hammer it home, and I'm like, this is it. That's that's it. Oh that's my game. god! That, I mean, that, that was the it was that so, was the god, exclamation yeah, point. It was so it was so pretty. Gorgeous, gorgeous, was, gorgeous pass. That, the little the little loop and the little you know everything. the way it fell down everything. to Alessandrini. Everything, guys. I have to ask you, was it a golazo, Louis? You know, obviously, I know that. Uh, Bobby was going to, I mean, Bobby, uh, David was going to ask that question. And as I'm watching it, David, I was, I was watching it with you. I was at your house. Mm-hmm. And, I remember. I was there. And um, usually, if it's a golazo, you say it instantly. You know right away. As beautiful as that goal was, I can't call it a golazo. Because I, I, I didn't yell it. So it didn't, it didn't cross my mind right away. Um, so I will go with that first instinct. However, if it was at the top of the box or just outside the penalty box, I probably would have called it a golazo for the distance. But for me, it's it's no golazo. As beautiful as it was, it was no golazo. Bobby, I'm gonna have to give this one a golazo. The pass, it's- the ball that leads over into the box, the one touch, the power, um, everything, even the momentum. It was just, it was so blinding. Minnesota. It was like lightning. They didn't know what they saw. That was a good Yep, exactly. You saw you saw the thunder coming up and over, and then boom, the lightning. What didn't even touch the floor. It, it until it it uh, crossed the line, um, and the sound that it made. Just I love that sound. The 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 like the net just getting dinked at the right spot. It's kind of like an NBA swoosh. Yeah, yeah. It, it, indeed, indeed. It, it's it's kind of like a swoosh. Um, beautiful Golasso for me, Alessandrini. What a I, don't, I, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't honestly. I, I mean, mean, you know, Lewis, I get I, it. I, you know, you let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Don't let it go. Oh, you just fell short of my my me- my inches measurement. Sorry. <laughs> oh God, David, don't be that mean. I, I was I was I was I was there with you just to like ruse them, but now you lost me. So Lewis, get back on him. There you go. No, no, no. I'm not taking it back. But I'm not gonna argue with you guys if you guys say it's a golazo. That's the thing. Like, I, I mean, I, I will, I will argue the shit with David that Zlatan's roundhouse kick, yes, is a golazo. Yes, incredibly <laughs> blind David here. Yeah. So I, I will go tooth and nail for with you on that one. But for this one, it's like I'm not gonna argue it, dude. You guys call that one a golazo? A backwards then, roundhouse yeah. kick with the hook <laughs> that makes a goal for your 500th. The fuck. <laughs> If that's not on the jacket, like on the jacket of the book of Golazos, then what is? 
I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot more <laughs> that could be on the jacket of the book. I'm just saying, if that one isn't, then would it, no, whatever. Anyways, you're wrong. The Roberto Carlos free kick <laughs> against France. That's on the the jacket of that book. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, now we're just making a book. Okay, All right. now we're just making a book of Golasso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, stay tuned, guys. Uh, LA is our house. Was it a Golasso? The book coming coming to bookshelf soon. <laughs> well, Bobby, we'll have, oh to make, we'll have to make like flip pages so that you can see the yeah, you, know, you can the see trajectory the trajectory of the ball. Yeah, you yeah. can see the Golasso, but yeah, it's like a like a flip. <laughs> <laughs> If anything, we would have like on one side of the on one side of the page, you'll have like the flipbook of the of the goal, but the other side of the flip page is us like like arguing about it. Like yeah, yeah our, like, our no analysis, stupid. our analysis of why <laughs> just me with my crossed now. arms, like. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> No, I know. Like you're the last one to have to say that. What are you talking about? You're the one that's in like, like with your hands stretched out, like yeah, yeah. We're like, Mm-mm. no, David. <laughs> All right, maybe we need to make like, the tap in. The, maybe the, we need, the seventeen. Maybe, maybe the seventeen pass uh, tap in. Maybe maybe instead of a book, we'll get a, a Golasso trading cards. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like Pokemon Go. Yeah, yeah. there you go. I, there you go. You have to go to you have to go to specific sites, hold up your phone, and you'll see the AR, like the Golasso on your AR phone. Oh man, you're making it too techy. I'm talking about paper. <laughs> uh, all, right. all right. Are we still in the show? We're, I, I guess okay. I don't know. We, we started building. We started. Uh, we started. Okay. We, we started arguing. All right. Out. Well, Alessandrini's goal ended up being voted a Golasso by David Nee, and now let's move forward. <laughs> all right. Yo, next segment. <laughs> next uh, segment. No, no, guys, for reals, like all the for realsies though, all the guys, all the the, the big boys, they did work. Uh, Zlatan was, you know, he put in ninety minutes plus. Uh, he's out. He's back there defending in the ninetieth plus minute. Oh yeah. Uh, Ola Kamara and Alessandrini, uh, they did work. Jonathan continues to prove how valuable he is to the yeah, team, um, especially like his turnaround. Since Dominic Kinnear took over, has been incredible. He's been bossing the midfield like we expected him to always do. Uh, Sebastian Legette had a good game. I, I had said a couple of weeks ago that Legette was quietly having good games. He wasn't really doing anything very noticeable, but in this game, he was very noticeable for me. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the, the fact that you have like. I mean, it wasn't a. I'm not sure if they're counted as as an assist, but it's it's the pass before the pass that led to the goal. Yeah, the hockey which, assist. The, the the hockey assist. Yeah, and look, I. That's where you can tell that when someone is doing work is when you know when they come up with the stat sheets there, or you can see something um, that leads to some sort of goal or scoring opportunity. You're not going to see the little things. Um, that uh, especially in the midfield where you can easily fall into uh, obscurity, but the, the the pairing between Legette and Jonathan Dos Santos has been absolutely amazing for both of them, actually, because Jonathan has been playing his best games all season long in these final five games, and this game in Minnesota was absolutely no no different. He was. He was ready to play. And I think I even pointed that out to you, David. This guy came out ready to play. He was hustling. He was fighting. 
The guy looked absolutely motivated. The guy is looks like he's actually having fun. And it's unfortunate that if we do get rid of Geo, and we'll talk, you know, talk about this later because there's some rumors that we're gonna address, but it's unfortunate that if we get rid of Geo, we'd have to get rid of Jonathan as well. As that's what the assumption is going to be, because I would love this guy to come back next season. He has been up until these last five games, he was completely underrated. We said this mm-hmm. many times on the podcast that he was he's a Dos Santos and he's not getting the praise that he probably should deserve uh, should be getting. And here we are in the final five games and he's finally getting uh, his uh, his due credit going into the playoffs. And I think he's an important piece of the puzzle. I think if you take Jonathan out of this team right now, this team goes down. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, there's nobody there to replace him. I don't think that. Perry Kitchen is going to come in and do the work that Jonathan's been doing. I don't think that Carrasco is going to come in and do that work or Bonnie Husidic, Um, as much as we would like to think that, you know, there's a little bit of depth there. There's nobody that can catch uh, what Jonah, do- Jonah does. His, his work rate is incredible. Like he was doing, he was covering all the ground, all the turf in Minnesota. And, and yeah, it's, it sucks that, He's potentially going to be gone uh, next season, but you know we'll just we'll just have to wait and see what 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 happens there. Um, Steris and Romney, I thought they were still somehow solid. I mean, they gave up that goal, but uh, I mean, I, I think it was more of a lack of concentration. They were up three zero. I think they were uh, kind of euphoric and That's exactly let what you it know. Was. And I think they just lost their concentration just a little bit. And I think that goal just like, oh, wait a minute. This this game isn't over yet. Uh, we need to get back to uh, to defending because, you know, we have been known to blow, lead, to blow leads before. So um, they got back to work. Uh, I think Minnesota ha- did get a goal in, but it was ruled offside. So they're, you know, I, I think it was just that 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 small mental lapse on, uh, on uh, the Galaxy defense after being up 3-0, which, again, actually happened maybe like a minute or two after we scored the third goal yeah. so so i'm kind of glad that they held it together because yeah happened, they, they held it together like, oh, and no like I, I was so worried i'm like i know we're up 3-1 I mean, but ugh. yeah 3-1 I, quickly becomes 3-2 and then you and know. all of a sudden you're yeah you let one more goal in and there's your season yep so um but uh lucky that didn't happen that the, the defense held up i thought once again the defense played Great, uh, Romney and Steris once again, um, solid pairing in the middle, and you know, it's just unfortunate that it, it took this long for someone to figure that out. It, it's it's um it's kind of frustrating because you probably should not have been in this position to begin with, where you're fighting or you haven't clinched. Um, you should be even with the points that we dropped. Uh, you know, we we always mentioned the the two goal leads to San Jose and uh, and DC United, the the games that you did not beat Minnesota at home or Colorado in two games where you you figured they were going to be three points. I mean, we could easily be sitting near the top of the Western Conference if you add some of those if you add those points. Um, even if you add the six points that you of uh, San Jose and DC, you'd be right now at fifty four points. 
uh, you'd be in the fifth spot locked in and could possibly be playing for a first round buy should a couple of results go your way. And that's not, not even including uh, some of the games that we dropped early in the season where we lost in the final second, including uh, the New York game, the Houston game. I mean, there's so many games that you can point to, but look, they finally got it together. They're playing with confidence. They're hitting their stride, which is exactly what should be happening going into the playoffs. And it has not just the team believing, but the fan base has, you know, it was contagious enough that the fan base now believes that, yeah, you know what? It's possible. It may not be probable, but it's definitely possible now. And we would not have said that five games ago. Well, I, I didn't. For sure, no. Five games ago, I was the only one that said that it wasn't improbable. I just want to put that in the record. You guys were already dead, dead in the water for them. I, uh, I, I'll, I do remember asking, true or false, that Galaxy will not make the playoffs, and both of you said true. I said it wouldn't be improbable. <laughs> true. Right. Um, 8% chance guys. That's, uh, that is improbable and they did it. So, you know, good on them. They're not there yet. They're not there yet. They have one game, one game left, one game left. Okay. So let's go ahead (laughs) and talk about that one game. I mean, David gets so mad. No, 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 no. When you do that, I got to ask. No, but it's true. It's true though, because you haven't won anything yet. It's, it's, it's 100% true. Um, so real quick, uh, going back to to this the Minnesota game. So you you have Zlatan who has played ninety minutes uh, plus on this uh, artificial turf. Yeah. Um, did it make sense for a thirty seven year old guy with a reconstructed knee to go ninety minutes when the game was already decided in the sixtieth minute? Um, so my question is, how is he going to recover? Do you think he starts against Houston? Because because if he Assuming that they win on Sunday, you have a game again on either Wednesday or Thursday, and then again on Sunday before there's another week's rest to go into the next, you know, should into the next game should they advance. So all of this depends on you know what happens uh, because they could lose, and then this doesn't matter. Uh, they could lose Sunday, this doesn't matter. If they win on Sunday, they lose on Wednesday or Thursday, and then it doesn't matter. Um, but you have a guy who now has to recover quickly and then play potentially three games in short in a short amount of time well as you said david um they're not in yet slotton has to start regardless he's going to be in there he needs to lead the charge yet again if he, he did it on the road on turf there's no way he's not doing it at home uh, in what now is the most important game of the season again mm-hmm. and well he 100% he's going to start yeah. now yeah, well, from- if he went the full i mean if he went the full 90 in minnesota i, I got to figure that he's going to be pretty close to the same thing on on sunday and but again i i think for the same reasons that you're that you were saying you need to sub him off you're going to have to do the same thing on sunday if you're up 3 goals against houston late in the game you're going to have to sub him off with 15 minutes left to go because you can get injured here just as easily as you can get injured over there. So the injury factor is still is still in play. And again, uh, fatigue, as David said, yeah, you might want to take him off if he doesn't have to be there. But as I stated before, maybe 
he does because there is no option off the bench. And that's something that we talked about at the beginning of the season. You're saying, oh, wow, you got Kamara and Zlatan. But if one guy goes down, there's nobody backing him up. Like, you have to go to a lone striker. And if, for whatever reason, they're both gone, who do you put in there? You literally have nobody else. So, aside from, you know, if we didn't pick up Zlatan, imagine if Kamara went down. Where would we have been? We would have been in the exact same position as 2017. We have no striker. So, maybe that is just an, not an option to to put him on the bench. But I agree. If you're up, you need to sub him off. I mean, we were all screaming at the TV, what are you doing? You need to get this guy off the field. So, I mean, luckily nothing happened, and hopefully nothing happens on Sunday. But I'm sure that Zlatan and Dominic Kinnear are well aware that they're going to be playing or potentially be playing three games in a very short period of time. Because if you are to get into the playoffs, you're playing next Wednesday, and then you're playing on Saturday or Sunday again. Um, so, you know, I'm sure that they're well aware of this and I'm sure they're planning for it. And I'm sure Zlatan is, is more than up for the challenge. I, I, in fact, I think he has no choice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll just sum up the same things that Lewis said, just in a few words. Um, every game is a must win now. Every game is a last game now. Zlatan has to play every game now. They know this. That's it. And how Lewis said, hopefully they're smart enough if we are up against, up against the team enough, especially at home, sub them out. But yeah. he has to play every game now. From well, now I don't, on, I, all the way to playoffs. And, and, and even if we get to and the to final, be fair, if, 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 you know. To be, to be fair, my question was not should he have been playing or should he be playing. My question is, will he be able to play or is it smart for him to play yeah, full what, 90? Well, that's what I'm answering. It, does, it, it doesn't well, matter. Every game doesn't is a matter. must now. Every game is a must, so he's yeah. going to be in every game. From now on out, he's going to have to be in every game. David, I mean, uh, to to make a kind of a point here, David Bingham got injured um, midway through the second half. and It was in the, the first only... half because he was limping off. Was it the first half? I it was, was in the first half. half. Mm-hmm. It was in the first half. He was oh, yes, 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 half. right. That's yeah. right. Yes, yes, that's right. That's right. So, um, that's right, because we were talking about does he come out in the second half, and he did come out in the second half, but I think halfway into the second half, he wasn't taking the goal kicks anymore, and either Steros or Romney were were taking those goal kicks, which means he wasn't at full strength. Mm -hmm. Now, you're at a must-win game. There's no way he's coming off. The guy could probably be on a broken leg. The guy's going to be like, I need to stay on. My team needs me, and that's exactly what Zlatan's going to do. It's like, man, if, if my leg goes bust, I'm staying in here because my team... Or he's going to want that at the very least. So, yeah, Zatan doesn't have a choice. Should he be playing? The answer is yes. Because these are the most important games from here on out. And they have been the last five games. Yeah, they're all... Bingham... And, yeah, and going back to Bingham, uh, reports <clears throat> are that he, uh, he actually didn't train today. He didn't practice with the team today. But that he's ready to go on Sunday, according to Dominic Kinnear. So uh, th- there shouldn't be any um, any uh, doubts or worries if uh, Bingham is okay to play. He is going to play um, unless something happens between now and uh, and Sunday. He is scheduled to make that start on Sunday, um, and he's the only player who has played every single minute of this season for the LA Galaxy. So um, I don't think putting in a goalie who has not gotten a single minute from here on out is 
in the best interest. Uh, especially since uh, in, in these last five games, you've had the exact same lineup and you've got chemistry and you've got uh, familiarity. Uh, that is definitely throwing uh, a wrench in the machine here. And I'm sure Bingham is going to do everything he can regardless uh, to get on the field and, um, you know, do what he's been doing uh, all season long. So, yeah, th- there's no way that he's not not going to play, and there's no way that you can make the argument he shouldn't play. Yeah, I think I, I don't think there's a question for Bingham. Well, there's no question for Zlatan either. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, one more thing regarding the Minnesota game. So, Ole Kamara scored his 12th goal of the season, and so that now activates something in Ola's contract that uh, we had been keeping an eye on all season, and that is that the Galaxy now have to send $100,000 in TAM to Columbus for uh, Ola Kamara as, as like a bonus. Ooh. So uh, that's $100,000 of uh, TAM that the Galaxy is going to be out on, out of for next season. That's uh, not good because the Galaxy need all the TAM season. and GAM. Nope, all the <laughs> TAM and GAM that we need, Jeez. that we can get. Who's on the books? Well, we know who's on the no, books, I Bobby. Know, I know. It's annoying. It's annoying. Do you really want us to go down that rabbit hole? No. Oh, my God. We just went through like 40 minutes of of Lewis right now. Come on. Well, get ready for 45. Uh, Let's let's talk about – do you guys want us to talk about the the upcoming game against Houston? Or do you want to talk about some in-between stuff? Let's go ahead and talk about the game. Uh, Let's go ahead and talk about the game uh, against Houston because – uh, the game on Sunday is now the most important game of the season. It's like every night, it's game. a must. <laughs> it's a exactly from here on out. This is the most important game of the season. Uh, it is yet again a must win. The Galaxy have to win that game in order to make it into the playoffs. Yep. It is the only way they can leapfrog RSL. If they draw, break some they would RSL lose hearts. on break some RSL hearts, please. Uh, not Brian Dunsett's, though. That, that's kind of mean, but no, he bet against us. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> listen to Balls and Beers, guys. It was a lot of fun. Um, no, uh, the, the thing is, is that if we, we, we draw against uh, Houston, we are level with points uh, with RSL, but they would hold the first tiebreaker. They have one more victory than us. Goal differential is the second tiebreaker. We wouldn't even get there. They have one more victory than us, even if we were to win. Uh, I'm sorry, if we don't win uh, against Houston, that's why we need to leapfrog them in points. Only a win is going to put us into the playoffs. Everyone already knows that RSL will be watching at home. They are the only team that does not play in Decision Day. Uh, 23 teams, so one one has to be out. This year it was RSL. It's, it's a game... It's weird to say that in the last game of the season... Where you know what you have to do, where you have all the motivation in the world and all the confidence that it's a trap game. That, that is a weird game thing to say. Because it, it, it almost seems like it's destined to the galaxy just hold us up and we're ready to celebrate and this season turned around and we have so much momentum going into the playoffs that losing against the weakest opponent in your final five games 
at home in front of a crowd that's got your back, in front of a crowd that now believes and that is on a, on a, as high as they've been for most of the season, just to let us down. It almost seems perfect. And, and it's going to come from AJ. It's going to come from AJ. You need to stop. Guys, you need to stop it's going to come from AJ. You need, st- you need to stop with that. I feel like you're willing it. I'm not willing it at all. But this is reverse jinx time. Yeah, this is definitely reverse jinx time. It's reverse jinx time for Lewis. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, but I mean, the thing the thing is, is that we've said it on balls and beers all season that Houston is such an unpredictable team, and and it's weird to say if you're looking at Houston like, no, Houston sucks, and yes, Houston does suck. But when you're betting that they suck. They come out with some goofy result that they had no business getting, and that's what kind of worries me going into this game. That goofy result. People are talking that. I mean, a lot of people goofy around result. the Galaxy community, around the MLS community, already think it's a foregone conclusion that the Galaxy are going to win this game, and maybe that seeps into the minds of the Galaxy players, where they feel, "Yeah, we already got this. We're going to do so. this." I don't think that. I don't. I hope the mentality that they have right now. They don't. It doesn't. Seem I hope like not. That. It doesn't seem. Like I hope that. not, but David, do you agree that this th- this has the makings of a trap game? Yeah, I have to agree with you because there are certainly it, it certainly does look like a lot of LA Galaxy fans feel like okay, that's it, we got it, um, and I don't think that Houston is going to go down easily. I think it's it, they're going to make us work for it. They would love nothing more than to play spoilers on on one of the biggest stages because you know that's where everybody's eyes are going to be. They're going to be on the Galaxy and Houston. Um, now, I went back and looked at the results for the season against former Dominic Kinnear coach teams, and we are 1-1-1, one, one one. so nothing separating us right now. Uh, between San Jose and Houston and us. Uh, one, one, and one. That's a big... Zlatan was in those games as well, Bobby. <laughs> oh, was he? Zlatan was in those games, and we were one, one, and one. So against former Dominican Air teams, there's nothing to separate us. So there's no reason to think that something wacky couldn't happen. And by wacky, I mean the Galaxy losing or or even getting a draw because a draw does not help us. Was that under Ziggy as well? Yeah, mm. but it doesn't matter. They're well, still it under Dominic Kinnear coach It was teams. also a very different team that couldn't. Oh okay, yeah, well, we didn't play Dominic Kinnear coach teams. Yeah. We didn't play Dominic Kinnear coach teams under Dominic Kinnear. Mm-hmm. But he was still on the sidelines. He was still next to Ziggy. He was his assistant. I think I don't know. I think you're you're laying too too hard on 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 this stat. I don't. I really don't think this stat is going to be too relevant this uh, upcoming Sunday. All right, well, we'll see. Oh, so now you're betting against Galaxy. <laughs> uh, balls and beer spoilers, Bobby. Spoilers. <laughs> well, you guys got to listen now. to Balls and Beer with Brian Dunseth uh, to, to, to learn what I feel about the, the weekend's games. <laughs> It'll be completely opposite of what exactly he just said right now. <laughs> you, can just, you can just watch uh, Angels in the Outfield for my pick. <laughs> yeah, but you better believe that we'll be in the stands waving our arms. <laughs> That's true. We're all gonna be at that game. Uh, so yeah, we will, we will we will all be in that game, and and uh, we're we're actually we our seats because I had to relocate my seats. Uh, I couldn't get um, my regular spot, so we will be in 
the large section. So we will be with the Riot Squad, our friends so calm, in the Riot Squad. So calm down with the autographs, guys. Just chill out <laughs> one by one. We're I good. Got, got to get my sunglasses okay. on. Uh, having said that, if you want a sticker, hit us up. We'll, uh, we'll have some yeah. with me. So just look for uh, look for the three uh, wacky guys. Is Elliot is our house. Uh, wild and crazy guys. I'm hearing that right now. Wild and crazy. Yeah, I'll have the bo- I'll have the arrow going through my head. <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, the three amigos of Galaxy Podcasts. <laughs> oh God, are we? That uh, I think this is the first time that we're all going to be together at a game since the Fourth of July game. Pretty if much. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, so last game of the season. Most important game of the season. That's what we're waiting for. They got this, and and Cosmo said that he wants to see all of our nalgas in in the stadium, so we got to oblige. Exactly. Yeah, my nalgas, my nalgas will be covered, but they'll be in the stadium. I'm scared. I, I, I might show some nalgas depending on what the outcome is. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, tacos, tacos for nalgas. Tacos for nalgas. <laughs> or nalgas for tacos. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> Start that hashtag, right. guys. <laughs> there you yeah, go. Start that. <laughs> All right. So, what in between stuff on do you have? On decision day, do that hashtag. On decision day, yeah. Uh, taco decision, for nalgas. Decision. I was gonna say decision, decisions. Nalgas or tacos? <laughs> <laughs> Why not both? Okay. Why not both? Well, what, what did uh, guys, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've heard the news, but Zlatan Ibrahimovic has once again come in at number one, and this time. It is in jersey sales. He tops the MLS store at number one for jersey sales. Good. Uh, and who did he beat? LAFC and Carlos Vela. Wow. Those guys just can't get anything over on us this season, including jersey sales. Okay. That's all. All right. That's all. That's cool. That's it. Okay. Uh, right. It's surprise. Is it any surprise? No, Gio no came especially in it. not right now. I don't, I especially can't... not right now. I, no, it's not a surprise yeah. at all. Yeah, Gio came in at number fourteen. I don't. I think that's a surprise. He, I should, that's way surprise. Lower. he should be way lower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He should even be on that list. He should be twenty nine. Like, how do you buy? <laughs> like, how do you buy a jersey to a guy who's not even playing? Like, I don't get it. But. I feel like the people that buy Whatever. the jerseys don't even know that he's not playing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, all right. Well, that's all the LA Galaxy stuff we have. Uh, <laughs> Lewis, did you want to talk yeah. about? <laughs> did you want to talk about coaching? Sorry, go on. That was funny. Did you want to talk about some coaching stuff? Um. Well, yeah, I thought it was kind of important, isn't it? Is it important? Kind of. Yeah, the fact that we're going to need a coach next season. Yeah, kind of important. I mean, we got the ladder. Well, did, did, did anything come out of it? We, we, yeah, Caleb Porter was standing on the corner because he's still looking for a job. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, um, so some rumors came out last week. Uh, a doozy of a rumor, um, one that I personally am and have always been skeptical about um, because if it's too good to be true, it chances are it probably is. But a report came out 
of Argentina that the Galaxy are interested in Guillermo Barros Escaloto. Um, my pick for two years running um, after Bruce Arena um, left for the national team and left the uh, the vacancy for head coach open, I had said it. This is the guy that you want. I think he's going to be good fit here. I think he's going to be successful in the league. And we got current awful. So we went completely the opposite direction there. But rumors surfaced that we are now interested in, in Guillermo Barras Escaloto. Now, this was interesting for so many reasons and on so many levels. The fact that nobody was talking about this, the fact that not even whispers or credible whispers were coming out of the Galaxy universe. It was always Burhalter. It was always Porter and even whispers of some no-name European coming from a big-name club uh, were, were what we were hearing. Never Escaloto, and I even said that the Galaxy probably don't even know who the hell that guy is. Um, seeing that the Galaxy front office have no idea that there's two dozen other countries below and south of Mexico, um, I didn't really think that they would actually be going down there, but... Um, there was a report that we are being linked to, to Guillermo Barros Escaloto along with former target um, Dario Benedetto. Now, we don't need a forward. Or do we? Because if you're going, if the rumors are to be believed, and Benedetto was sought after, was it two years ago? Whenever it was? Uh, last year, at the beginning was of it, uh, 2017. Was it the beginning of. Maybe okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense because uh, yeah, they were not in the, the first. So, um, they were. This was a target that they've had pursued already. Uh, Benedetto turned on the twelve million dollar offer. They offer, uh, according to the reports, they offered him another the same amount, twelve million dollars. And you have to assume that Zlatan is not coming back. If that's the case, you have to assume that a DP slot is going to be open, which is not the case as of right now. So you're either going to have to get rid of the Dos Santos brothers and truly want to do that, or sell Alison Drini. And we know that Montreal is interested in him, which would open up a DP slot. That is the only way that you're going to be able to get Benedetto in a Galaxy uniform. Considering that you have two forwards, and we talked about the lack of depth at that position, I don't think that this is what they were talking about. I don't think Kamara Zlatan or Benedetto is going to be on the bench as backups. So like if you are players. hypothetically going to put these three in the starting lineup, you're already handicapping whatever coach comes in to a 4-3-3 formation. So you're already setting that benchmark for that, for that coach. Um, there's a lot of things that need to happen for this to go through. Now, this was last, you know, sometime, uh, what the day after we recorded more than likely, maybe two days after. Um, yeah. and then reports today that, um, Tata Martino will not be returning officially. Atlanta announced that, um, and that reports that they are going after Skeloto, um, surfaced. And that they're close to a deal, apparently. Now, 
when the report came out, it had said that there, the Galaxy were interested and another unnamed MLS team. Now, I got to figure that that other unnamed MLS team was Atlanta. You could make a case for Columbus, but I got to figure that it's Atlanta who, who were more than aware that Tata Martino was probably not going to come back. And Atlanta's FO is on top of everything. They're preparing well into the future. They know they're losing Almiron. They're getting you know more talent to replace them. They're going to be doing the same thing with the coach. If it's a battle between the Galaxy and Atlanta, Atlanta's going to win that 99 times out of 100. Now, Galaxy of, say, you know, five years ago, that'd be an interesting fight. But um, if it's true, it, it, um, I'm going to have to say Atlanta lands that, uh, this pick because I still believe that the first two choices are going are still Burhalter and Porter. Yeah, you have to think that if uh, Scaloto was in the running and Siggy was still in charge of the team and he was going to leave at the end of the year no matter what, then the Galaxy had a, a leg up in in negotiating Scaloto to, to come and take over uh, because of their, their relationship that they had in, in Columbus. Um, you have a team like Atlanta. They, they're willing to spend money. They have the ambition that that's the more attractive job, obviously. But here's this is here's where... a crazy here's a crazy part to me, is that Galaxy fans are chomping in the bit. They would love to have Guillermo Barrascoloto take over for Galaxy. Um, that would be the dream pick that that a lot of that now a lot of uh, Galaxy fans um, are are saying that they want. When news of Atlanta also being in the running for Scoloto's signature. A lot of Atlanta fans came out and were like, "Nah, he's not good enough to coach Atlanta. He's not. He's not the right fit for Atlanta." So they're over here. Go- they're you know we're over here looking at it like drooling at the idea of getting Scoloto, and Atlanta fans are going like, "Nah, that's not good enough." I mean, think about that. Like, look at the difference in the ambition that each fan base and each team has. Here's the here's where I can argue half of that. Number one, it is because of our front office that has lowered our expectations. You, you got to remember that we are happy to make the playoffs. You wouldn't say that five years ago. Five years ago, it is a foregone conclusion that you are making the playoffs. It is your goal to win a title every single year. This front office has made us be absolutely um, excited at the fact that you are still alive on decision day. That says a lot about the organization. Where Atlanta is pretty much the new galaxy. They are the ones that are going to be pioneering the league into the next um, transition. They are the ones that are way ahead of the game. They are the ones that, no, we're aiming higher than that. You're not going to go from Tata Martina to, to Escaloto. They're probably thinking Peckerman, to be perfectly honest. Because I think they were linked to him at, at one point. The Galaxy, I think their ambition... They're willing to spend money. I don't think that's a problem. They're more than willing to spend money. They went out and put a million dollars on Shelvick. They put 700 k on Siani. They paid $6.5 million to Gio. 
they're going up. They offered uh, apparently they offered Benedetto twelve million dollars. They're more than willing to spend money. So their ambition on the field is somewhat still there. It's the way the club is run is where all this falls apart because where Atlanta is doing everything correctly, they have probably the best scouting department in the entire league. They have an analytics department, something that I know David says, nope, that's useless in the sport. Well, Atlanta is well ahead of the game. They have that. They have an entire department dedicated to that, which goes along with scouting, which goes along with finding a coach, which goes along with does it fit our system? They're way ahead of the game. The Galaxy have no scouting department, no analytical department. They got three guys running every little thing, and not one of them have any clue as to what job they're actually supposed to be doing or how to do it. They are looking, they're not, and as far as the coaching is concerned, they are not looking for a coach that's going to give them wins. They're looking for a coach that's going to pretty much be their bitch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make them believe that they're in control, but we're in control. Because their egos won't allow them to do anything but that. That's what the difference is. The ambition and the spending money, that they're still willing to do it. It's just a mess. I'm going to spend a bunch of money on players I probably shouldn't be spending money on. I'm probably going to be spending uh, a bunch of money on a player that sure is going to sell jerseys and sure he's going to be good, but does he fit our system or philosophy? What is our system and philosophy? Who cares? That's the difference. Who cares? They got so, the yeah. number one selling jersey right. on the MLS. Store. Exactly. Exactly. So it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter because they seriously don't have a plan. They're, they're, they're trying to put all this together and hoping, hoping that they strike lightning. It's not going to happen. Atlanta has a plan. So, yeah, it, it's, it's only natural that the ambition of the fan is reflective of the uh, ambition and the way the organization is run. And those are two perfect examples right there. So, you know, I still feel that uh, the Scalotto thing, I'm so skeptical about it. And as much as I would love for this to happen, it's just, it's just too good to be true. It doesn't make any sense. I would love it to make sense. I would love to wake up tomorrow morning and just be absolutely dumbfounded at the news that we are announcing Scalotto as our coach. But I know that the chances of that happening are... Very, very slim. Uh, even if uh, a couple of journalists, I guess it depending on who you ask. Kevin Baxter is saying there's zero percent that this happens. Well, that's and... good. That's good for us because that means you know he also said there's no way Don <laughs> Dwyer gets yeah. traded to Orlando, so that's yeah. good for us. And then uh, what was it? Uh, Eric Gomez out of Mexico saying that this is 100 percent true and was actually tweeting it as if it was all but a done deal. So it's just it's it's just odd, uh, and and I'm I'm being very cautious about this. I'm not even uh, again. I'm not even getting that excited because I, I kind of know better. I'm still very much expecting Caleb Porter to be the next uh, head coach of the Galaxy, and if that is the case, I, I'd rather just keep Dominic Kinnear. 
I really would. If you're giving me a choice between Porter and Kinnear, I'm going to pick Kinnear 10 times out of 10. At least he's shown me that, hey, you're still undefeated. Well, no, he lost the first game against No, Sean, he lost but, the first game, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, he, he's turned this team around. He's got them to respond, and the players respect him. I don't see that happening with Porter, to be perfectly honest. So, you know, as I said before, it, it's going to be an interesting offseason. Yeah. I mean, it has to be, right? It has to be an interesting offseason. We'll see. But you know what? First, we have to get to the offseason. Yeah, first we got to get to the offseason, and we are in absolutely no hurry to get there. We want to prolong that uh, as, much as much as, as possible. possible. We want that offseason to start in December. So um, we have a possible collision course with LAFC. Uh, which could possibly be our first round matchup should we make the playoffs, and that would take place on Halloween night. Oh, really? And if yeah, oh, and if the Dodgers are, and I, I honestly don't believe they they would even make it to Game Seven. Um, if the World Series goes to Game Seven, that would also be taking place on Halloween night. Decisions, decisions. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of game days. Uh, a lot of game. Days. A lot of lot of games going on. A lot of well, I know what game. I a lot of stuff to. happening. So uh, I know where I'll be. Yeah. Well, it does. It's the only sport you watch. <laughs> Not anymore. I started watching another again. You started watching basketball. Yeah, again. I'm yeah. back on it a little bit. We'll see. See how it goes. Yeah. Now that LeBron comes, Bobby. Something that's entertaining. Lakers has been shitty, man. Nobody's gonna fault me on that. <laughs> They've been, they've been so LeBron's unentertaining. Side. At least the last two games, or three games that they've lost, at least it's been more entertaining. Anyways, Eliezer House, this is episode 135. I'm saying goodbye. This is David <laughs> and Lewis. starting over? No. This is, <laughs> I know. What? I said I'm saying <laughs> goodbye. I'm saying I'm saying goodbye, motherfuckers. <laughs> Say goodbye. Good rehearsal, guys. Say Let's goodbye. <laughs> Say bye, guys. Now we can hit the record button. <laughs> Get Dunny on the line again. All right, guys. <laughs> Say goodbye. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys on Sunday. Yeah. Go Galaxy. We'll see you on Sunday. Look for us at the game. Later. Oh, you guys are annoying. <laughs> Thank you for listening to LA is Our House. Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you in the next episode.